mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. The group promotes satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Hello and welcome to the Metal Face Podcast, a podcast all about metal. Each week we review three albums from over half a century of heavy as fuck music. Joining me as always are my diligent and erstwhile co-hosts, Ooh. Tom. <laughs> say hello, Tom. How are you? Hello, Josh. Good, good. And Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. <laughs> have we used that joke Brilliant. too many times? No, uh, I don't think we've ever used it, have we? Oh, we definitely have. <laughs> I've used it. <laughs> this is our first episode after the bombshell, the artillery strike, the napalm drop that was the Grand Corps special. And how are we feeling Ooh, about yeah. returning to normal service this week? Well, I've got all my clothes on this week, so that's um, quite a different experience. It's an for improvement, me. I think, yeah. <laughs> what? the hell are you talking about i you know i suppose it's audio so the, the listeners have been spared yeah although i think it's nice to know you know what you're sort of what you should picture i was all sweaty and covered in flies it was brilliant i love greased it. up <laughs> greased up why can you be greased up but not greased down if you grease something down is it still greasy it's extra greasy i think yeah Sounds so worse. you can grease it up and then if you really want extra grease grease it down grease it down you grease it up then you grease it down yeah that's that's what i tell them i thought we were done with this filth <laughs> <laughs> what gave you that idea? Yeah, we've moved on to a much more sophisticated set of albums this week, haven't we? In a uh, way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got my socks on and I've got sandals on, so I'm socks and sandalsing it. You're prepared for some. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's a good point. Um, what albums are we doing this week? Uh, we are doing Imperial by Selen, Takasago Army by Cathonic, and Organic Hallucinosis by Decapitated. Oh, yeah. nice. I'm it's looking a, forward to it. An interesting nice. week, a very varied week. It's a nice little trip. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I feel like, slightly outside of our usual ballpark of bands, so it would be an interesting one to talk about. I think oh, that's a good point. I think it's going to be an interesting, an interesting bunch. And definitely you a... can hear the hesitation in all of our voices. <laughs> I think it's going <laughs> to be, be some controversial opinions. This episode will definitely be worth listening to. <laughs> we all have lots of interesting things to say, as always. Of course. And speaking of having things to look forward to, Download Festival just happened last weekend, which has got Ooh, me thinking mm. about Bloodstock Festival. <laughs> the only time we're going to mention Download is in yeah. reference to Bloodstock. <laughs> well, I was going to say did you guys watch any of the footage from download i've seen a few photos on facebook and instagram and it looks really cool i wish i yeah, was there actually. oh my god just like the, i've forgotten that feeling of seeing someone at a festival and thinking hmm maybe i should have tried to go to that do you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's not normally a feeling i have about download either <laughs> <laughs> they do occasionally have some good stuff i've seen sabbath from ramstein there before yeah i'm being mean but i've never gone for the whole weekend uh, my first ever festival when i was 16 years old was download. Um, was it really? Nice. Yeah, I think it was in 20... It must have been 2012. Maybe it was 17. Anyway, it was 2012, which got nicknamed, I think, Drownload because of how oh, yeah. rainy and muddy and horrible it was. Drownload or Brownload seem to be what everyone calls it every year, so... Always. It's too early in the year. It is. It's, yeah, it's way too early. You know, Bloodstock, fingers crossed, has always been fairly good weather. We've had a couple of rainy years in there, but... Uh, well, we had the year when... Were you guys there when Chris uh, didn't take his shoes off for about five days and then when he yeah. did eventually take his shoe off we found that his foot was rotting oh my god uh, consigned to a wheelchair in a bandage (laughs) and then we we paid eddie we did a whip round and paid him something like three pounds 78 to lick the bottom of chris's oh my god rotten foot yeah and he did it oh boy that was very hard to watch (laughs) why did you pay him to do it why did we pay him to do it why did we pay the boy to lick the other boy's foot well it's bloodstock someone's gotta lick someone's foot Someone's got to lick something. Something's got to rot. I don't know. So, I, for one, <laughs> am really fucking excited about Bloodstock now. I'm slightly less excited after that story. Um, 
It doesn't have to be you doing the foot licking. You could be the doing the foot rotting. Oh, it's just, it's just, my it's foot just licked. Hey. a rule of the festival. One person's foot will rot, another the person's ceremonial foot. licking of the rotten foot. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. But, oh man, so much fucking stupid stuff goes on at Buzzsock. I'm looking forward to wrestling. I'm looking forward to binge jousting. I'm looking forward to moshing, circle pitting. I'm looking forward to wearing a dress. You know, I'm um, looking forward to all of it. UNESCO is updating their uh, their like <laughs> bloodstock is going to be a UNESCO World Heritage. Yeah, <laughs> Intang- UNESCO World Heritage. <laughs> Bin jousting is intangible cultural heritage. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the day when there's just like a really battered bin with like pentagrams sprayed on it in a museum. <laughs> no one knows why they did these things. <laughs> one of my favourite memories from Bloodstock was uh, sitting at the campsite and being like, man, what band is that? That Whoever that is, they're really fucking kicking off. This sounds great. We were like, well, let's just go see. Let's go to the arena and see who it is. We got closer, and it's really pounding, relentless drumbeat. And we're like, God, what a drummer. This guy's intense. And then we get around the corner, and it was a generator for the light. <laughs> Just going... Poof, 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 poof. Not only that, but there were already about ten people around it, headbanging. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, Absolutely God. beautiful. So, well, I hope they play again. They sound great. Yeah. <laughs> Ge- light generator. Light yes. generator. <laughs> so, you know, the lineup's... Um, oh, there yeah. are bands playing. Wait, I was like, I was like, wait, there's music. What? i got to be real, the lineup isn't uh, as strong as I would like it to be for well, my own taste. But a lot of bands have had to pull out, haven't they, with the yeah. they had to get here and all that kind of stuff. I would say most of the bands that I was looking forward to seeing have had to pull out, unfortunately. Okay, well... But I was quite happy to have um, Creator traded in for... Yeah, I'm excited to see Creator. I mean, that'll be good. And there's Onslaught as well on the uh, on the Wednesday. Onslaught, a great British thrash metal band. I, I think one really interesting thing, actually, about covid and festivals is that it happened on uh, download is that you're getting a lot more like british bands yeah being booked a headline because they're more likely to be able to make it yeah so you're, get, you're getting quite odd looking lineups because of that like it's a lot of bands i wouldn't normally i wouldn't normally see to be honest but i'm actually quite glad that they're, they're like skindred being second bill on on the main stage is not yeah. something i'd expect but it's they're cool I, I i'm hyped for that you know i should check them out properly actually i've never really given them a proper listen they're interesting oh maybe we should do that later in the season they are pretty cool yeah, maybe we should mm-hmm. yeah and uh, napalm death are headlining on the friday on the sophie stage that would be fucking cool they're a uh, grindcore right yeah they are sort of like you know founding fathers of grindcore yeah. kind of thing yeah actually not one of my favourite grindcore bands by Ooh. by a long shot, but they've definitely got they've got enough good songs to sustain a set. I've got a nice anecdote about them. They were booked to play the Raba Hall, and they had to change the venue because they um I don't I don't know exactly who worked it out, but apparently when they were set, setting up the like uh, or they sent over the tech spec for the um you know the, the sound setup, yeah, the Raba Hall realised that it'd be so loud it would damage the like listed building. <laughs> 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 so they uh, had to do it somewhere else. That's such like a Good classic grief. heavy metal story, isn't it? Yeah. So great. I love that. Um, you know, the hard times, which is sort of like the onion for like metal and rock punk bands fundraiser to save old musical completely destroys it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Hard times isn't great headlines. Like, yeah. Uh, oh man. These punks turned this failing bike shop into a failed bike shop. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. Um, you don't have to be a felon to listen to Pantera, but yes, I am a felon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we um we we saw some punks, didn't we, Tom? In London, not so long ago. Oh yeah, some proper sort of gutter punks with a sign saying, "What was it? Help punk get drunk." Yeah, help punk get drunk. Just like hanging out in Camden on the bridge, and then um they were joined by a more unsavoury character. Oh who... yeah, that guy. So it was like you're kind of listening to this guy in the distance yelling on like a megaphone. Me and Josh were down at the canal having some having some fucking bevies. <laughs> and um, there was, yeah, this guy up on the bridge. We're like, right, is he a flat earther? 
Is he an anti-vaxxer? Is he a COVID denier? You know, all these sorts of things. But I think my favourite thing that he said over the hour or two that he was ranting was that we should all sue our parents because we didn't ask to get bored. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, that is pretty radical. He was like an anti-lifer, wasn't he? <laughs> He, he was like, you should all go gay so you won't have kids. Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. Which, <laughs> I don't, like, you don't, there are other ways not of children. <laughs> Nature finds a way. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> so I take it he's the uh, Conservative MP for some London borough. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't surprise well, me. Well, to be fair, he was being pretty, like, radical. And, I mean, <laughs> radical. <laughs> pro-gay and anti-life. I'm like, that's, I feel like a lot of bands I listen to. Yeah. Starts, you know? <laughs> I know this song. <laughs> <laughs> where's the riffs <laughs> but it was he must have been saying something offensive because some guy I'm sure he was <laughs> we just saw some guy walking along jumped over the barricade and then we just saw both of them go down and then there was no more megaphoning for a while <laughs> <laughs> poor guy bit much he was spouting mad shit so I lamped him your honour well he was anti-life it's anti-peace, anti-peace and anti-life anti-life yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, you know the headliners are actually pretty good at Bloodstock in terms of Judas Priest I want to see definitely mm, yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to see and I think yeah I think David Danzig will be a good show I mean I watched some live is he still going to be able to get there I hope so I hope so too I would like to see him yeah these, these changes keep happening but I'm looking at the lineup now and there's a lot of bands on that I want to see and ultimately I just want it to happen I just don't even care yeah yeah, uh, yeah uh, I completely agree I mean like all the bands I want to see could drop out and I'd still be keen to go just for the sake of I bet this is going to be like going to a festival potentially one of the best crowds in a long time people are just going to be so fucking happy to be there oh my god <laughs> all the pent up yeah. energy you know that so the first band that I like definitely want to see on the whole lineup is Onslaught playing on the Wednesday night oh yeah it's from Wednesday this year isn't it fresh metal circle pit on a uh, Wednesday night yeah is that five whole f- Wednesday Thursday, yeah Thursday. five, five days. days wow yeah. five days <laughs> and there's some good bands on every day so I guess are we are we committing to the five days yeah oh yeah 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 okay well, good. as discussed yeah. it's, it's not necessarily always about the music I wonder if that like yeah, voids your sure. life insurance or something like deciding to go for five days of Bloodstock. I feel like, so I haven't it been should. for a couple of years, <laughs> but when I went in the past, I was quite often like famously skint in terms of I would literally go there with like £10 in my bank account, which is not the case this year, and I feel like Ooh. it might be easier to get through a festival if you can actually you are have, completely broke. Yeah, if you can afford, you know, fucking aspirin, Coca-Cola, <laughs> you know, a fucking... You can't even afford the aspirin. It's like 30p, Tom. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm mega you have a posh shower that, or whatever. No, no, the shower's are <laughs> Worth it, man. The showers are worth it. Josh, it's part of the fun, man. Just see how grubby you can get. I just remember, no, I always. Do you literally vomit? It? <laughs> oh, I just remember this giant, horrible pimple on my face that like got caked in dirt and like expanded over the whole festival. Oh Was God. this a municipal waste music video, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of pimply people. <laughs> Should we talk about our first band? Wow, I don't know if that's deserving, but... um, (laughs) So our first album this week is Imperial by Sowen. So Sowen are, I think, the first supergroup we've covered on the podcast, that being a band formed of musicians already known for their other successful projects. A band formed of musicians? <laughs> Fucking hell. Unlike most metal bands, <laughs> everyone in this band is a musician. <laughs> so the band was formed in 2004, although I don't understand why, not formally announced until 2010. So it took them six years to uh, 
to go public with it. They remain active today, and they have had a few lineup changes over that time. I think we're quite a few of the founding members leaving and, and new guys coming in. Um, but previous members include OPEF drummer Martin Lopez and ex-deaf mm -hmm. and testament bassist Steve DiGiorgio. Oh, that's interesting. The band's music is progressive metal, and at times admittedly progressive rock um with the album we're discussing today i think having a bit more of the metal edge to it this album being released in 2021 so it's, it's pretty pretty new personally i got into sewing through some of their earlier releases mm. um which i'm not the first to say share a lot of similarities with tool um if you listen to the song tabula rasa it basically sounds like a tool song <laughs> like almost directly but members of the band have responded to that comparison quite positively um to paraphrase uh, martin lopez sewn are inspired by tool but tool are a genre in and of themselves now sewn are a new discovery to, for me and i've been really enjoying them over the last couple of weeks but i am wondering what you guys think of them i'll start with josh josh what did you think i i don't i'm <laughs> like uh, i just I, i'm gonna be honest with you i really didn't get into this at all <laughs> I really struggled with Ooh, this album. I thought I was starting with Josh because it'd be more positive. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought okay. I listened to some songs from Lotus, which I really liked. I thought mm. that was really cool. But mm. I just, it just, I don't know. It just, I mean, it just sound. I don't want to be mean about this band, you know. I don't want to slate them. Sorry, I just never really, really get into it. I felt it just, it didn't have all the things I like about prog, right? And a band like Dream Theater, right? It's big. It's 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 loud. It's energetic. It does lots of stuff. It's mm, cool, you know. Yeah. This felt like a small sound. Yeah. It, I, it it sounded like basically disturbed with a weird time signature and <laughs> a few more riffs. Yeah, I did. I did actually. Disturbed was a band that came up for me as well. Definitely. Yeah, me too. It really sounded a bit like kind of generic rock, but a bit weird. And it's like mm. it just. I think I'm being too harsh on it. I think because I but I just it really it just didn't grab me. Honestly. No, honestly, yeah. Th this is this thing that I kind of thought might happen because I think it's weird that it has stuck with me because yeah. it does sound pretty two thousands in like the tone of the guitars and stuff. And I oh, made yeah, that same does, comparison yeah. where I thought these just sound like disturbed songs, but with sort of a different vocal style and a weird time signature. It's disturbed in seven eight, you know, like yeah, it kind <laughs> of is. I did appreciate the uh, this kind of the time signature difference so i was trying mm. to put my finger on what what was slightly different about it <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> that's the thing like that frustrated me a lot because there were bits where it was really cool and it built up but then it just it felt like it didn't really go anywhere i think that the opening sort of first few seconds of the album sort of summarized some of my anxieties about listening to it it starts with like dun, 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 and then instantly like drops out and there's like a kind of a slow beat and i was like oh for about a second there, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, so Josh hated it. Tom liked it for one second and then hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I should say, I didn't hate it, to be honest. Like, I... So it reminded me a lot of um, Scorpions, actually. Oh, yeah. The song yeah. Winds of Change, in particular, was one that I just kept sounding like it was almost about to be like that song. And also kind of reminded me of um, Borknagar as well. Like, they're a sort of black metal band with a clean vocalist and stuff. But they do have much more kind of soaring sort of epic feel mm. kind of also Ooh. made me think of like stuff that was a lot more poppy as well like um you know white snake even yeah even reminded me of robbie williams as well oh my god i can points, see that yeah that was like, a wide range of name drops <laughs> yeah well that's it i feel like there was there was a lot to this album in a way if you kind of dig down on it but actually i felt like it sounded pretty the same kind of all across the board but i do feel like i'm being a bit harsh there because like ultimately i did enjoy listening to it i would just kind of sometimes forget that it was on a little bit until something grabbed me i think i think maybe yeah i think i think i think i think i agree with you tom like it was ultimately it didn't like 
it wasn't offensive. Like I didn't dislike it. It just didn't really stick with me either. And I, I think I think mm. that was. I don't know. I think I think when I was like had to like sum it up in a sentence, it was hard. It was hard to <laughs> say that. But you've put it in better words than I did. Where it's like it was. It was an album. I'll be interested to see how long this stays in my regular uh, rotation there. Yeah. Um, because I know what you mean, and it is. It does have that sort of um, hard rock kind of edge to it, where Ooh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was hesitant to pick this album because I didn't really know if it sat in metal. And I think really the only thing that puts it there is sort of the um, some unusual time signatures and the the distortion on the guitars. You know, like that's yeah, the distortion on the guitars well, that's basically it, is what it, puts it there. It's very reserved, and if it was just a little bit more reserved, I would almost say like it's kind of not. Yeah, and there's even quite there's quite metal, a couple you know? of songs there that are basically really slow like rock songs mm. so it's weird because i i enjoyed that i actually they're slower ballady songs like i think it's illusions where it's it's yeah. like really stripped back and quite like almost acoustic i quite liked those like mm. that that those bits were, were things i enjoyed because it sounded like it fit it mm. it just when it was trying to be like i think in like an antagonist when it's like trying to be a bit heavier if it doesn't quite reach the mark for me that i struggled Mm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> what, what do you think of like the vocal performance? Because for me, that um, I think that's kind of what makes me like yeah. it. Is that even though it's n- it's not heavy vocals, it's quite clean singing a lot of the time. I really like the guy's voice. I think he he's got oh, a he's really a great fucking nice voice. It sounds he, like fucking syrup. Yeah, mm. it's really smooth. It reminded me of a lot of sort of Euro poppy sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to know where this band's primarily from. It seems like states rather than. Um, I think they're Europe. from all over. I think there's, like I say, it's sort of a collaboration between a lot of different people. I don't know so much about the guys who are in the band now. The thing is, like, I, <laughs> I'm sort of, I'm sort of being harsh about it, or I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm sort of acting like I didn't like it that much. But actually, like, I did end up enjoying it eventually. Mm. It was really like first listen through. I was pretty much just like, all right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but I then. Like, yeah, but then, uh, you know, sort of today when I was listening to it, I must have listened to it, I don't know, four or five times now. I actually was quite enjoying quite a lot of it. They have that quality that, say, a band like Wolf Alice, their latest album, is much more ballady, but it kind of moves the emphasis onto the singer's voice. And I felt like they had the same sort of thing where you yeah. can kind of almost like shut your eyes and purely listen to the voice and the rest of it is there just to kind of augment it, which was cool. And, you know, I, I did quite like that. And there were definitely songs on there that were like, that kind of stood out. But like, it, it is pretty fucking samey at the same time, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right. I think between albums, they vary a lot more. Tellurian is the album that I'm most familiar with. Um, that's the one that basically sounds like um, Undertow by Tool, but like right. slightly, um, e- even then, I guess slightly lighter. But yeah, and then this album, I think they've, yeah, they found a sound and they've made an album in it. I hope they don't necessarily stick with it and, mm-hmm. and do sort of keep trying different things because I think it's more interesting with a band like this when they do just sort of every album is very different, you know, and they keep experimenting with different things. I think maybe that's what's yeah. caught me about this album is there is something quite unique about it. Like, like you know, to go from that range of um, that range of bands that you named earlier from Robbie Williams, <laughs> you know. There was a lot of things that it reminded me of, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to see a band that maybe has... It was having that early 2000s kind of guitar tone, even the vocal performance was quite like early 2000s, but then with like interesting time yeah. signatures that I actually mm-hmm. found yeah. quite enjoyable. I was like, oh, yeah, that's something that maybe we didn't have 20 years mm. ago and they've kind of taken that and made something different with it rather than just sort of making the same same thing again yeah it was uh, at first i was like this is not an interesting album and now i'm like this kind of is an interesting album but part of it the reason it's interesting is the way in which it's sort of not that noteworthy but equally seems to have something that works about it <laughs> it's really so good. unnoteworthy it's come back round and become, become noteworthy, noteworthy. <laughs> i actually i did just one 
point before we move on to favourite songs, I did really like the uh, lyrics, actually. The moments where you can kind of hear clearly what he's singing about, and there's something kind of quite medieval and... Um, yeah, it's definitely cool, you know, yeah. Like... Medieval, emotional, like, I felt like you can easily envision a lot of this being from the perspective of, like, a medieval king, like, lamenting. Mm. A series of events. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I would have loved it if, like, because I looked up the lyrics and I was like, oh, this has got some cool themes to it, but I would have liked it if it was more specific. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then I'd probably actually really like it. Yeah, lyrics are. It wasn't a, quite there, you know. Lyrics are a funny one between all bands. And obviously, this is something we could talk about generally for hours, but um, I really admire songwriters because I think it's such a hard balance between being sort of metaphorical, being down to earth, yeah. and, and also writing lyrics that you can sing genuinely and give a genuine performance with. And I think, yeah. in all honesty, the lyrics are a little bit cheesy, like for me, even for yeah. me. And I was sort of thinking, like, <laughs> yeah, it's are. so good that this guy can sing so damn well and put so much emotion into his singing. Because if you could take these lyrics and put them into a disturbed song, and you would just be like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, Honestly, yeah. like a lot of the album felt like it was, I was kind of willing it to tip over into something else. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. to about halfway through, and I was like, oh, is, it, is this what it's going to be the whole album? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I've got a mixed opinions on this because at its worst it's like potentially good music to kind of like fall asleep to and I don't mean that in a bad way but like it is relaxing and it's like sort of cunning can you go to sleep to music because I absolutely I cannot if I'm on a train I feel like I have to because there's too many disparate sounds uh, but yeah. like at, at night I never do I, I count to like an audiobook but I count to music yeah it's... but that audiobook you got to rewind when you pick it up though, so. you can actually um, my, my girlfriend does this she she's a, has a set to it like it will go on for like 10 minutes then stop Oh, yeah, I've seen that as well, yeah. Um, anyway. So and so boring, we're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, okay, <laughs> so and has really strong vocals, and they, they obviously know how to write good riffs. It just, I just, and having listened to their earlier stuff, they obviously, like, have got a lot of music that I like. It mm. just, for me, it just didn't coalesce this time. I'm just like, write something better and I'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just make that music yeah. and I'll like it more. Easy. Do you know what, though? Like, I, I did, um, and I'm not, I'm not backtracking on my choice here, but, um, I did really struggle over which album to pick because I wanted to do Tellurian because that is the one that I probably, I think will stick with me for longer. But I thought there was something interesting about this album and, you know, we're going to do our uh, season seasonal Tool album uh, at some point. And I didn't want to just have yeah. Tool yeah. again because, honestly, yeah. some, of the, some of the tracks on Tellurian are basically Tool or Opeth. Like, you could put them into a playlist of either band and you probably wouldn't be able to pick mm. them apart. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of favourite tracks, did you guys have anything that stood out on this one? I really liked Monarch. I really liked Antagonist. And and do you know what, Tom, the sort of thing you were saying, the tracks that are good, they are very similar. So if you like Monarch, you're going to like Lumerian, Deceiver, basically all of the tracks that are actually Mm -hmm. metal tracks. Yeah. How about yeah, you, Tom? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, I think I'd probably say Antagonist definitely is some is probably a track that I could put on a playlist. Like I I enjoyed that one and it was pretty interesting. Well, I don't know if interesting is well. It was good. <laughs> and um, yeah, Deceiver I thought was a cool one as well. But largely just because it reminded me of Winds of Change by Scorpions, and I really like that song. Mm. The thing is, as I said, at its worst, this band is like a good band to fall asleep to. Which is, I don't mean that in a really like a nasty way. At its best, it kind of started to remind me of Baroness, and then that just made me think, well, I'd rather listen to Baroness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I've had that experience with with uh, some of your choices. <laughs> Josh, do you reckon you can can you name the track you hated the least? <laughs> I I'm gonna say I actually quite liked Illusion. I enjoyed that. It was yeah, it was, was fun. Nice it was nice. Yeah. It was a nice ballad one. It led into being a ballad. I, you know, it worked. It did its job well. I had a fun time. Well, they can't all be five-star choices. What can I say? They can't all be <laughs> Sordo, mate. <laughs> thank, 
fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather listen to Sordo. Sorry, guys. I think I'd rather listen to Sordo. No, Damn! <laughs> okay, let's move on before we say something. Well, that was already over the line. <laughs> well, I like one band more than another. That's, not, that's, that's the, the premise of the show. <laughs> the band that you like more than the other. That's the problem. <laughs> so now, travelling from west to east, next up is Chthonic with their album, Takasago Army. <laughs> Chthonic are a Taiwanese symphonic death metal band, but they originated as a black metal band. They've been active since 1995, being about the same age that I am, and Takasago Army Whoa. is the sixth studio album I know, released in 2011. Since 2016, their lead singer, Freddie Lim, has been serving as a member of the Taiwanese parliament. Oh. Even still, they released what? the most recent album, Battlefields of Azura, in 2018. Yeah, brilliant. Chthonic play a really interesting blend of symphonic death metal with lots of Taiwanese influences and instruments, which I think is quite unique. Definitely approaches things from a different angle that we don't normally see. About this album, uh, Freddie, in an interview, said, kind of in their earlier years, they played a more Western style of metal with Taiwanese elements they put into it, whereas this was more kind of Taiwanese music rewritten to be metal. So it's yeah. kind of an interesting um, transition point, and, and they say their next albums are, are more kind of looking doing something new. So... This is an album that's a quite interesting time for the band. I think also is quite an interesting time for a quite interesting band. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys think. Tom, why don't you kick us off? What did you think of Takasago Army? Well, yeah, no, this was an interesting listen. This is a band that I've heard about years and years ago and I kind of dipped in and out of. But yeah, I thought it was um I thought it was a good album. I thought it was yeah. interesting. Like it was kind of enjoyable. I thought I felt like they're having the kind of Asian stuff in there was super interesting. I love the whole idea of including sort of folk elements from different countries and being able to hear a like a different country's like cultural musical history yeah, in their music you know i mean ramstein is a perfect example of uh just what you were talking about josh in terms of um they didn't want to just play like american metal they wanted to play like german metal make it sound different make it sound yeah. off the country and it's a great way to like sort of you know travel mentally and feel like you're feel like you're expanding yourself culturally while actually you're just listening to another metal album. <laughs> so this was, uh, yeah, this was cool. And I was, uh, I was kind of glad to get around it, around to it. Yeah. So that I think, I think that's something they do really well. They kind of layer up the, the like interesting stuff and makes you feel like you've kind of traveled a bit. Ben, what did you feel? Yeah, this was, this was tough for me. Um, there's parts of it that I really, really loved. Um, and I'm really glad mm. to have listened to it this week. But something about it, it sort of just didn't quite tip into like something that I really loved. And I think that's like such a frustrating edge to be on because yeah. <laughs> I really fair. enjoyed the, yeah the inclusion of like the, the um, traditional instruments and yeah the layering of the music and like hearing sort of a lot of like black metal and then mm. this traditional music and seeing how they kind of blend together was really really interesting. But I think I think about this a lot this week trying to work out why it doesn't quite stick and why I don't feel like I want to come back to it because yeah. you know there's a lot of a lot of times when we do these albums I listen to it once and then I'm like god I want to go back to that song but that didn't really happen this week mm-hmm. and I think honestly my my kind of criticism of it is I just wish the folk elements of it were higher in the mix and took more of a I lead totally agree. because I yeah. think there were parts yeah. when there was like a really cool thing going on in the background and I, I also couldn't name the instrument but I was like that sounds amazing I wish I could hear more of that and it was kind of drowned yeah. out by quite like a generic like driv- driving guitar riff and I was just kind of like lower that in the mix yeah. get the other stuff up front <laughs> like, honestly like it it did feel generic quite a lot for me like to the point where I couldn't really pick out like specific riffs or specific songs yeah but the moments where they were kind of doing their own thing that was uniquely chthonic I was like yeah this is really cool I feel like there's potential to like create a really 
really interesting sound here. Like a real 11 out of 10, like so new. Mm. But it felt like, um, I don't, I, obviously I don't know much about the history of the band, so tell me if I'm wrong, Josh, but I felt like this was maybe like their first foray into including like these instruments. And I was thinking, oh, maybe on the next album, they will have sort of found their feet with it and feel a bit more confident to put that stuff up front. That's kind of what I felt like. I had a, I had a listen around some of their other stuff and yeah. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I did think it was about the same as this album. Oh, interesting. I, I honestly, like, it made me kind of just want to listen to The Who, uh, H-U, that is. Yeah, Mon- so this, <laughs> the, this uh, good thing. The Mongolian, yeah, the Mongolian uh, rock metal band. I was thinking the exact same thing with um, Tenga Cavalry. They're another band, yeah. not like The Who. Uh, they're Mongolian. Yeah. Um, and they, it's... Yeah, they put the traditional stuff much more up front. It's just a much more unique sort of thing. And, and those are albums like The Who and Tango that I think have done it really well. And I think um, another band that sprang to mind was Otsugotsu Totsu from Japan. And they kind of have like a sort of samurai metal thing. And they don't use much sort of folk stuff in there. Mm. But they're somehow like a really kind of warlike sort of distinctly Japanese sound to their music yeah. and it's all in you know all the song names are in Japanese and the, uh, they sing in Japanese and stuff and you know, she talk broadly about bands from a huge part of the world but you know there was definitely I feel that there's room for a band like Chthonic to do something really different to all those things yeah I do I do kind of recognise that my criticism my criticism of this is very subjective I mean mm-hmm. that that's fine obviously but what they're doing is still unique I think it's just like you know if you could if I could set the dials to where I would set them, it'd be slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still no, good. I, like, I, don't I get agree, me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being very negative about something that I actually really did quite enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, for, for me, I was like, this is really cool. It was a little bit, um, it was a little bit too mellow death for me at some point. Amon and Moth was a band they reminded me of a lot, where mm. it's like essentially melodic death metal, and there's some influence of like this kind of folky thing. But I could go for like more essentially. Yeah. But I felt like there was still like enough stuff in there that I did feel entertained. I would say for at least like half the songs in the album, even yeah. though there were some that kind of weren't. You know, like the sort of the whispering sound. At the start of Kaoru, Kaoru, and then there were sort of like female vocals at the midpoint and stuff. Those were bits you liked or didn't? Those were bits I liked. I thought yeah, that was really yeah, like yeah. an interesting, okay. different thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that that was that was actually the point that I sort of like put the pin in, where I was like, ah, I've just been saved from getting kind of bored in the mm. second half of this album. And I was like, See, do more of that, do more of that. Yeah, because I definitely think like you got a song called Broken Jade, and you're like Broken Jade, Taiwanese band, folk influences. This is going to be fucking cool. And then I was like, this kind of sounds identical to like stuff I was hearing earlier on, mm. which is a shame. Yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. Like, I, th- I think I think this album in particular, you know, pr- probably could have been a bit shorter and like, packed in more. Uh, I think mm. I think for me, when I return to it, I listen to you know Ocean Quake and Legacy of the Sadiq and you know maybe um, yeah. Broken Jade or something. I th- I, th- I think I think one thing just to kind of respond in defense of this band i'm going to totally, totally white knight for them right now i'm going to, I'm going to bravely defend them against critics yeah, please we've we've, uh, we've been yeah we've been complaining for yeah no worries i mean they're, they're <laughs> no, okay. no 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 i i i just i just talked about selling for ages and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna come out swinging, that's what it's really but, is, um, josh i actually really like it it's just revenge it's petty revenge <laughs> <laughs> so i had a quick google and tango cavalry i don't know who the who were about but Tenga Cavalry were active since 2010. Mm. Now, Chthonic have been going since, like, 1995. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm not, like, saying, you know... But that, like that, 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 that's you know oh they were oldest they were less correct you know, but like I think I think nowadays the scene is so diverse and advanced like anything yeah. can be metal it's so it's so expansive that yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. bad, there's a lot of space for bands like Tenga Cavalry but I think maybe 10, 15 years ago You're completely right. certainly twenty six years ago I think there was probably less um I've, I've, I I know fuck all about the Taiwanese metal scene so 
apologies yeah. to anyone from Taiwan who's listening, and it's like, Josh, you're an idiot. But, <laughs> like, at least in, like, the metal, the metal scene that I'm familiar with in the UK, like, it has changed a lot, and I think I think maybe yeah. if Cathonic came about again today, they'd sound really different. Yeah, you're totally mm. right. They, I mean, obviously we don't know, but there is total potential where they paved the way for those other bands that we've mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think I think their later stuff as well. I, I think perhaps I made a mistake in because all their albums are in English and in Taiwanese. So that's really interesting. Like, that's quite quite impressive. Yeah, no, I, I was very impressed by it because I, I know like what so so like half and half or they do. No, it's like an English version and the Taiwanese version. Oh, well, that's that's well, very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I think I, th- I think maybe it would have been more interesting hearing it in 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 the original like Taiwanese. I think they're originally written in in, in yeah. that language. No, I agree. It's something that I really like about lots of bands. I mean, Ramstein being an obvious obvious yeah. one but then like alien weaponry as well and obviously got Sutosu that I mentioned earlier just like hearing those foreign voices and stuff it's just so exciting you know yeah it's, I, it's I, I love I love foreign languages and things I, I, I did want to touch actually slightly on the um thing you mentioned about the culture because like, when you listen to a band from like another another part of the world and they bring in a lot of their like you know cultural heritage in terms of music yes. and instruments um it can be it can be quite exciting basically I randomly saw these guys live by accident, I, I went to go see Arch Enemy, and, and they they were supporting, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they were cool. I listened to them at home. I was like seventeen, but like Cathonic are a very political band. A lot of their music is about politics, right, uh, and the history of Taiwan. And mm-hmm. I kind of got really into reading about like basically just Wikipedia. It's quite like entry level stuff, but like I, I read quite a lot about the history of the island and like the politics of it. Yeah, and I think that if they'd been less of a political band, that wouldn't have happened. And I know this is kind of yeah. a side point to the music, but I thought it was interesting, like you said, Tom, kind of joining back to that thing where it's like you can engage with both culture and politics of other countries through yeah, music, definitely. which I thought was cool. No, you're totally right, because as you said that, I was just thinking, Taiwan's an island? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. and it does, you know, it, like, I've said this before, listening to Ramstein has made me see Germany in, like, a favourable yeah. light, you know what I mean? Makes me want to go there. And that's great, you know, that's what that's what music and art should do, really. It's weird, because I, I had a very similar experience with these guys, so I quite like to go to Taiwan. I'd like to go fucking anywhere outside of my house, because I'm in isolation. Ooh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, touch the um, subject. <laughs> we're returning to, the, uh, returning to the music for a moment. Um... <laughs> Ali, I just, for me, I think they, I do totally accept what you say about they, they do sound like Emma on a Marth. Uh, they are, they are a Melodeth band in this album, at least. Mm-hmm. I think the later stuff might be more, more up your street, actually. That's a bit like, they kind of lean back into the kind of really fast black metal bits that they used to nice. have. They originally were a black metal band, but they, they were fully corpse paint and everything. Like, they had the Sweet. Fun, I'd like to, funny yeah. stage names, too. Nice. Well, I suppose, in a way, my conclusion would be, I'm not done checking these guys out. No, I feel the exact same way. I'm I'm glad that I've been introduced to them, and I really do want to hear more of their stuff now. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like I say, I think a lot of my criticism of this were very, like, subjective things, and ultimately, it's the great tapestry of metal. (laughs) Like, I'm just glad Mm. that they're out there doing their thing. I want to hear more of it. So it sounds like we all kind of enjoyed this one way or another, and we all had different kind of specs on it, but what were your favourite tracks? Uh, Kaora and Mahalaka were my two favorite tracks. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mahalaka was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah. Utah I... was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, I came back to those two uh, quite a few times. Enjoyed it. And um, how about you, Tom? Well, yeah, I think um, Takeo was probably like the absolute high point for me. I've still got the uh, chorus stuck in my head right now. Yeah, it's but a I big can't one, really. Isn't it? 
singing it because it's so difficult to wrap my brain around the sounds of the words in this language, which is cool. It's, it's interesting. And uh, yeah, Kaoru as well was probably one that I'd listen to again. But yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, I thought overall it was cool. I don't know if I'd listen to it again, but I feel like Takeo could probably go on a playlist, definitely. So for me, my favourite tracks were definitely, oh, <laughs> quite a lot of them. I really like Ocean Quake. <laughs> I really like Ladies of the Sadiq. Mm. Takao, Takao. Excellent. I, I, I'll, I'll stop there. I just, on it, for me, the combo of like the big Melodeath riffs the symphonic bits really does it for me. I think it's the same yeah. reason I liked Xdeo so much. I think they are quite mm. similar bands in a lot of ways, and, and uh, yeah. mm. I uh, I think they do the same thing for me. I feel like this band would uh, benefit from some animal sounds. Yeah. Every band benefits from animal sounds. Animal sounds and horns, then I'll be happy. And then horns made out of the horns of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like recycling. <laughs> Nature's recycling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving away from the uh, the sunny plains of Taiwan to the dark machine-like underworld of Decapitated with organic hallucinosis. Decapitated are a Polish technical death metal band formed in 1996 by brothers Vog and Vitek. They quickly became a big name in the underground scene with 2002's Nihility being held up as an early technical death metal mm. masterpiece. Now, Organic Hallucinosis is their fourth album, which features the incredible talent of their new vocalist Kovan and the enduring prowess of Vitek's drumming. When they recorded their first album, Winds of Creation, Vitek was about, I think, like 14 or 15. Oh my god. Something like that. And it's an absolute masterpiece of drumming. This just builds in it, as far as I'm concerned. It's pretty fucking incredible. However, immediately after recording this album, in 2007, the band were involved in a serious bus crash where Vitek was killed and Kovan went into a coma which he has never since recovered from. Jesus. So I feel like Organic Hallucinosis is this sort of lost masterpiece with this lineup that could never logically be repeated of, you know, the last album by an incredible drummer and the first album by an incredible vocalist. And I feel like the the atmosphere of the album reflects this. It just oozes darkness, strangeness. It's a it's a it's it's gloomy, machine like sort of automaton level coldness and it remains one of my favorite death metal albums of all time right up there with niles those whom the gods test and dying fetuses reem supreme i have a feeling that josh is going to like this because it's quite maffy quite drummy but ben what did you think as somebody who is not known for being a death metal fan what am i known for (laughs) (laughs) um i mean you've touched on the thing that stood out to me the most about it's just like how clearly technically impressive the album is yeah it, it, my closest reference point not being such a fan of sort of death metal was uh meshuggah and I oh think yeah yeah it's fairly similar in terms of like the technicality of it although it's sort of mm. i would say more stripped back in terms of like um there's more space it sounds like four guys in a room doesn't it yeah there's a lot more i think like yeah. full-on chugging and meshuggah which kind of fills with every gap whereas this was mm. A, mm. yeah it's, it's guys in a room playing their instruments playing them incredibly fucking well yeah <laughs> but yeah it's, it's interesting what you say about the sort of atmosphere of it being very like cold and sort of machine-like and i think that was yeah it's impressive that they build that with just the instruments because you know they don't add in any like anvil noises or like you no, know, there's like no sound sounds. effects there's no there's possibly like one or two slight sort of industrial like yeah i think so sort of i was specifically listening up for that because i was thinking to myself like there's a real atmosphere about this but it's um it's almost like black sabbath in a way where they very much just relied on the simplicity of their music to give a real gloomy black metal kind of atmosphere mm. and i think mm. they've kind of done a similar thing here obviously with a very different style of music yeah i mean ultimately i enjoyed it it was really interesting um it is slightly out of my like my usual taste and i yeah. don't know if it's like converted me yeah <laughs> but 
It's I'm still working very... on converting you into into to death metal. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you then, Josh? I, I suspect you might already know this album. So I hadn't actually listened to this album before. I did actually years ago when I worked for a, a music website review um, Anti Cult just before it came out, and I really like that. And I mean, decapitated. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're kind of you know what else you to say? They're they're, they're, they're kind of the yeah. pioneers of the genre. For me, they're sort of like the biggest band that never got huge. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I think I think it's like I don't know, for me, Spheres of Madness is just such Ooh. a genre defining song, bam, isn't it? Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like <laughs> you, exactly. Like everyone knows it. If you wanted to show someone, if you're like, it's not actually what's tech death. Yeah. You could do much worse than showing them Spheres of Madness. Oh but, yeah, for sure. I just I feel like it's it. My issue with Decapitated, and it's not an issue with them at all, I finally quite like to talk about them, because so many bands have borrowed from them, they yeah. sound a bit like everyone else. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's not because yeah. they're generic, it's because everyone's copied them. <laughs> yeah, well, it made me think, actually, of some of the sort of uh, deathcore stuff that you've showed me in the past, and the kind of, like, mm. the really starting, stopping, kind of chugging stuff, which I yeah. don't tend to like, but on this album kind of seems like really aggressive and just like strange you know i think i think this album what you're saying earlier about being kind of really cold and like alien sounding mm, like it almost yeah. reminds me of like you know in like the like warhammer 40k universe like some yeah. some servitor uh, yeah. digging up like an ancient artifact of like lost technology and you press the button and it plays this album you know like <laughs> i can fully <laughs> get behind that like, that's, that's how i, I tell I you what it. it it makes me think of it's funny you should mention warhammer it makes me think of like you know some sort of dark chaos underworld where there's just like a shitload of like wires and pipes, and then there's just one face with like the flayed skin like attached to the pipes, you know? Yeah. And maybe I'm getting that from the album cover a bit much, but like it it feels like it feels like a human. It feels like a consciousness surviving in a machine, you know? It, is. it has that frenzied, chaotic, desperate sound. I think I think thematically almost there's a songs like um. Like in the title, it's like post-organic. Like mm. it had, it, it touches on those kind of themes, doesn't it? And it's turning like, into a cyborg. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it's it's kind of like a dark post-humanism kind of thing. It's very it's mm. very cyberpunk in a lot of ways. And like revelation of existence, the trip. You know, it's like yeah, there's something really inward reflecting about it. It's like a, given how it sounds like a room with metal surfaces. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's like a dark techno spiritualism. You know, I I used to listen to this a lot when I was doing deep cleans of the kitchen and Ooh, this restaurant yeah, I, I worked at. <laughs> to set the scene a bit here, I would sometimes be like in distract in extractor fans, distractor fans. That's me. I'm just <laughs> they are in extractor fans with like gloves up to my elbows and like a sort of you know what would you call it like a not, not a gas mask a, a face mask on and then like goggles and everything and then like a you know like a, a rubber apron like spraying bleach like into this kind of this is all becoming this, very like, like metal vent. <laughs> this is all becoming very <laughs> dark like steampunk in my mind where you've just got like yeah. round goggles on and <laughs> just scraping organic matter off metal plates. Like, well, because we were given like a wallpaper scraper yeah. essentially to get the, um, the grease, to get the the solid, the solidified animal fat out mm. of this um, extractor fan. Straight and you just scrape it up and slap it down into the bin, like bit by bit. This was the perfect mm. animal for that. Straight into the bin, more perfect. Yeah, straight, <laughs> straight into the matter uh, right there. Into oh, the no, that made some serious gravy. Oh. <laughs> I, I think for me, this album musically is is where it, it's mm. really interesting because it, it has. I, it almost sounds groovy. 
you know? Yeah. Which yeah, is unusual in There are some pretty groovy riffs in there, definitely. There's real atmosphere in there as well. It's like the first, mm-hmm. I remember thinking it was the first time I heard death metal and realized how atmospheric it could be when I yeah. listened to this album for the first time. And interestingly, the uh, the first song, a poem about an old prison man, speaking of atmospheric. What a title. Who do you think wrote the lyrics for this song? I don't know. Albert Einstein. If you had to guess. Would you say it would probably be someone in the band? Is it not someone in the band? It's Charles Manson. <laughs> what? Oh, what? <laughs> this is a poem written by Charles Manson when he was on death row. Wow. The lyrics are, you know, waiting on death row, people are coming in overalls, taking me to the gas chamber, scuffing my feet, they took him down the hallway. And then he's, you know, later in the song, he's saying, save my air, save my air, my air, water, trees, machines eating the night, energy moving, nuclear fires, burning reactors. Fires of hell are burnt. Oh, yeah. It's fucking... That no song chance. really gets me every time. Because it's like... It's a weird song. It starts... It doesn't start out like a normal song. It starts out like it's already been going for about five minutes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and I liked... Um, on on that sort of point, um, Day 69, where it just cuts out at the end. I thought mm. that was such like an interesting cold cut at the end of a song. Like, yeah. it's just going, and then it just stops. And they're like, yeah, we've played enough. We're out. <laughs> it's really savage, isn't it? It's yeah. like someone just rips but it, it was, off. Yeah, right and it end. wasn't like... Um, it wasn't frustrating. It wasn't annoying or anything, which like... It mm. totally could have been it just cut and i was like i kind of just sat back and was like whoa all right yeah <laughs> they yeah, were done I, <laughs> I was like yeah it's mathy and weird sounding but still satisfying and groovy which is it's just such a weird combo but it really mm. really worked mm. yeah and it's like cold and dark but also and machine like but also atmospheric and like weirdly human yeah and the lyrics are so vivid if you if you read the lyrics like and if you kind of get used to them and stuff you know how you do with death metal like yeah. or extreme metal yeah. you've got to kind of read it and then and then you then you can hear it <laughs> like you know the song um revelation of existence i love the line uh, existing in a timeless pulsation reached by many eternities akin with affinity akin with death i'm breaking all barriers i listen to ah oh, mate yeah yeah it's got some really vivid stuff in there yeah. i could definitely see how on a first listen, it's, it's kind of hard to get through to it. Mm. It definitely couldn't be a sewn lyric. No. <laughs> <laughs> going on no. opposite ends of a spectrum here. <laughs> just, just a little different. That would just be like, I'm a man in a room. The room has some walls. <laughs> I'm a chair and I'm on it. It's kind <laughs> of comfortable, but not that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Everything Look is at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. So no, I fucking love this album. I'm glad that I'm glad you liked it, Josh. And I kind of, to be honest, Ben, I'm confident that if you looked up the lyrics and kind of read through them, I feel like you might develop a new appreciation. Yeah, I think um, I think part of the problem might be that I just spent a week listening to no music and like totally de-stressing in the countryside with no mm-hmm, screens, mm-hmm. and then Come I came back, back to decapitated. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty. What's the one I'm looking cut. for? Yeah, it was smash cut to <laughs> yeah smash cut to me listening to decapitated and um... oh that's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple of years I'm like, God, how did I not see it back then? You know, this sort of mm. thing happens yeah, to me all sure. the time. For sure, um, I think <laughs> constantly <yeah>. it's happening. <laughs> Can you imagine being like an uncontacted tribesman in, in like the Amazon and you get brought? into like western civilization or whatever and you're walking along <laughs> and some guy's like hey bro listen to this album and you're like okay and it's, it's this yeah be like back to my back to my native homeland the west <laughs> oh is my God. fucking yeah. scary oh, this is all fucked <laughs> like the fucking you know the chugging bit at the end of post organic yes 
like Jesus Christ, that's heavy. Like somebody called a fucking ambulance, you know? Yeah, I actually I specifically highlighted that point because I think the way that it kind of chugs. I don't know if I've like heard that sound specifically. It's kind of like a collapsing like chug. Like it just kind of like falls it's down. It's so yeah. fast. It almost feels like it's not in time, but it's like. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it feels yeah. like it's like falling down, but it carries on, and then it it slightly changes. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's tech death at its best, though, isn't it? When it when it's so when they're playing so hard and so fast that it almost goes beyond like kind of musical into this just like almost almost non rhythmic, non tonal thing. But it yeah. just holds yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah I, I know that's that, it. That's that kind of like organic element to it, isn't it? It's the sort mm. of it, it breaks like the rules of music at that point. Definitely, and these songs feel like really disjointed in a way. Like there's so many bits that you just don't expect to be in there, but it yeah. totally works as like a piece. It almost sounds like a jam at point. It's like a jam yeah. of fucking robots. Or it's something. Like improvisational. Yeah, it has that kind of quality. Yeah, so I'm glad you guys sort of got something out of it. I'm glad that you liked it, Josh. And Ben, I'm confident that you can get into this more if you just if you just fucking try. <laughs> just stop being so fucking stupid. Ben, let's stop listening to Sowen and more time listening to Capitated. Yeah. Eventually, that post-organic riff will decrease your brain capacity enough. If I ever <laughs> go missing, I'm in Tom's flat, tied to a chair with Decapitated, just blaring. <laughs> so you'll know where to find me. Did you guys have any favourite songs? For me, I think it was Post Organic and Day oh, 69, yeah. and not just because yeah, it's the sex yeah. number. Like nice, I think they were both just summed up the song, summed up the best things about the album. You know, yeah, fast, yeah. riffy, groovy, mathy, great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually I picked the exact same tracks, Josh. Uh, Day sixty nine and Post Organic. Um, mm. I think the album, in a way, kind of doesn't lend itself to standout tracks in a way because yeah, there are so many bits in every track that you kind of get favorite bits within tracks. Yeah, I like the first four songs a lot, like a like a fucking lot. The last three songs. Not quite so much, but I still mm. fucking love them because it's an amazing, it's an amazing album in in total. Oh man, I think if I had to pick a favorite song, it's got to be Day Sixty Nine, essentially, because yeah. that's one of the first songs I heard by this band. <laughs> yeah, and I still love it. But you know, big shout out to um, a poem about an old prison man and Revelation of Existence. If you guys are listening, <laughs> if you songs are listening. So that was Imperial by Sowen. It was a good album. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, if yeah, you love, say so. I love Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Takasago Army by Catholic. And Organic Lucinosis <laughs> Silence by The Capitated. I think I'll take Silence over, over Hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just couldn't think of a good pun fast enough. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. So yeah, those were some. Those are three very different albums. Very different, right? They were like kind of challenging choices this week. Yeah, it was interesting. I think. Yeah. I, think I enjoyed it though. I think it was it was good to kind of stretch ourselves a bit and, and go for like quite a weird mix and quite like things that aren't mm. necessarily so in our comfort zones. Honestly, I enjoyed talking about it in this episode probably more than I enjoyed actually listening to it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of made me figure out like, oh okay, I have really enjoyed this stuff, but it's just not. It's just not. Sordo, is it? <laughs> it's just the not. thing is, because I've been editing the Grindcore episode over the last week, I'm still in a massive like Grindcore brain at the moment. Oh yeah, and I've been listening to Bestial Machinery like all day today. I think I've listened to it like twice today, which is an hour and a half long album with 136 songs. Oh, my God. In the grind yeah. zone, <laughs> yeah. I have been furiously in the grind zone. Yeah, I definitely days, think yeah. I definitely think talking to you guys made me kind of want to go back and listen to the albums again because I yeah, feel like I feel um, that way. yeah I feel like I struggled with my thoughts for both of your choices and and even my own so I think maybe yeah. listening to them again I might 
might change my opinion slightly, which would be interesting. And I'm, I, I, I believe so strongly that organic hallucinosis is a fucking masterpiece. I think anyone will see mm. it eventually. I am really glad to have that in my sort of, uh, in my brain now. But I know it. It feels like yeah. I get some uh, some street cred for knowing <laughs> organic hallucinosis. <laughs> when you meet some metalhead that's like, oh, you don't know a fucking metalhead. I'll be like, yeah, mate. Fuck you. <laughs> I once listened to decapitated organic hallucinosis yeah, and sorted. thought it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah. Solid it seven. is daft, but I feel like death metal is where you get the kudos, really, isn't it? In terms of when you're talking to yeah, someone. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some dumbass metalhead, yeah. It's kind of, it's a central genre these days. It's what... Um, new wave of British heavy metal used to be. Well, I think I think it's because because deathcore got so big. Like whether or not you like the old death death metal, I think it's almost almost like a kind of litmus test as to whether you're like a quote marks true fan, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, no, like the statement is the statement itself is bullshit, but the fact that the statement is made is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we got you. <laughs> yeah, Ben, I actually made you a um a death metal playlist. I don't know. I don't think you ever listened to it, did you? Called "Continue to Kill." No, I didn't. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> it's got "Unleashing Hell" with Blood Throne, "Time to Kill Us Now" by Cannibal Corpse, "Day 69" by Decapitated. It's got a lot of good stuff on there. "To Hell with God" by Deicide, "Eaten" by Bloodbath. Look, man, you, you don't want to rush me, okay? If you try and make me listen to that too soon, then I'm I'm like a deer. You know, you're gonna scare me away. You gotta earn <laughs> it's only my trust. thirty-five minutes. We we got we got the Deathcore episode coming up pretty soon, so. Oh, we have, haven't we? I am actually, I am actually looking forward to that. We might even have something else Defcore related coming out at some point. Oh, we'll keep that under wraps for now. All right. <laughs> so, what are we doing next week? Next week, Holy Diver. I think Tom wants to go first. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Tom. So, we're listening to Holy Diver by Dio, which is, uh, I mean, I fucking love Dio. It's hard to like pick an album. But this album definitely has at least four of my favourite songs by Dio, and therefore four of my favourite songs on it, so I'm looking forward to talking about this one. Nice. But, uh, you know, a little disclaimer here, I actually haven't listened to the whole album all the way through before. Dio is a bit of a hit band for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's fair enough. What about you, Josh? I am bringing Time, Part 1, by Winter You're Sun. bringing Time? <laughs> the concept of time. Whoa. <laughs> Holy... Time is near. <laughs> Is this what we should expect from this album? Am yeah, I casting gonna... bad American accents uh, and saying things? <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. I have heard so much about Time by Winter Sun and I've never fucking listened to it. And I feel like at this point it's like it's like watching Star Wars or something. I'm just yeah. like, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> well, maybe you'll like it. You never know. Yeah. So that's it. That's how I'm going into it. Just, uh, it might be one of those times it. when you're like, everyone's talking about this and I'm sick of hearing about it. And then you're going to finally understand why, because it's actually quite yeah. good. <laughs> so, yeah. a, a little disclaimer also, I actually haven't listened to the whole album all the way through before. Oh, really? For me, there is one song which is fucking amazing. It's album. only about four songs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so one of them, I'm like, wow! So this is the polar opposite of what I've been listening to today, which yeah. is 136 songs in one album. <laughs> That's interesting, though. I, I do like it when um, none of us really know the album that well. But it's hard to yeah. pick those, because if none of us know it, how the hell do we pick it? So, exactly, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm interested. What about you, Ben? I just can't remember what you were doing. So I am bringing Big Business with their album Here oh, Come yeah. the Waterlands. Mm, nice. Yeah, that'd be great. I love Red Fang. This totally different, like, uh, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I do like I do like the Melvins. <laughs> Slate it. <laughs> Big business. The name puts me off, but the album cover looks great, so I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it. It is a weird name. I gotta admit, Big Business. Yeah. But 
I really like it. I am very familiar with this album. I've listened to it a lot. Um, boys. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Well, looking forward to it. It's gonna yeah, be good. so am I. I think we've got an interesting lineup next week. I think it's going to be perhaps a challenging one again because we've got a quite a wide range. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Fucking hell. Let's do it. We'll be on our A game as always. Yeah. So where can people listen to us, Josh? They can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> on Spotify, iTunes. I'm keeping that in. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> where can people follow us for updates? Uh, they can find us on Facebook. They can find us on Instagram. Beautiful. And Twitter, kind of. Yeah, account. well, apparently on Twitter. We have an account. I don't know. Yeah, we have an account. We what do people use Twitter for, man? You can also check us out on metalface.show, apparently. Hell yeah. Uh, we need to get that sorted, Josh. It, it is sorted. You just need to write your descriptions. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. It's All on right, us, Tom. <laughs> 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 Alright, well, hey, that was an interesting week, guys. I'm glad yeah, we did stuff. it. It was some unusual bands, but it was cool, ultimately. I enjoyed it. It was very cool, and now we're cool. It's cool. Let's go to a fucking techno party. Ooh, that'd be cool. Fuck you, goodbye. <laughs> Cut, I like that. <laughs> <laughs>